Galaxy Quest. He's oh. like, he's like, I don't even have a name. And she's like, Guy, you have a name. And he's like, Do I? Do I? <laughs> have you seen Galaxy Quest? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, I like when they're going down to the planet, and he's like, "Don't just open that. Is it? Is there air? You don't know." <gasps> Welcome to the pre-show banter of the Council Cast. <laughs> this is episode number sixty-one, being recorded on December twelfth, twenty or twelfth, December fourth. Holy shit! We just about teleported we into just the went future. forward in time. Uh, the council is now in session, and as with every week, we'll make arbitrary decisions about topics on science, technology, and random shit with little background and absolutely no expertise. Steve Holt. All council cast decisions are final. And they have no bearing on anything whatsoever. Welcome, Steve Holt. Steve Holt. <laughs> First topic on tonight's rundown is ice number seven. Hmm. Are you guys familiar with ice nine? Are we? I'm familiar with ice one through six. Are, are we? Are we talking like phase diagrams for ice? <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? So it, ice apparently has different. Different. Uh, it's called different things depending on how much pressure it's formed under. Uh, so normal ice that you're used to is apparently called ice H or ice 1, I guess you could call it. Um, and apparently when you turn it, when you apply a bunch of pressure to that, it turns into ice 2. You apply some more pressure, it turns into ice 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, so on and so forth. So we are talking about phase diagrams. We are. And apparently, at uh, those high pressures, uh, you can apparently form ice at extremely high temperatures. Makes kind of sense. And apparently, um, this is kind of based off of uh, the idea of, uh, if anybody has read Kurt Vonnegut's novel, Cat's Cradle? No. I have not. They're okay. Anyway, there's apparently a substance called Ice 9 in that book where it is a fictional form of water that freezes at room temperature and it is so unstable that if anything else touches it that thing also freezes basically and so we're not quite to that point here but there's this ice seven that scientists have now been able to apparently visualize by forming it under extreme pressure that when it is formed it expands very rapidly that's and awesome. We may, and we may say, well, why do we care? Probably isn't going to happen on Earth anytime. We're not under a lot of pressure. At least last time I checked, we aren't. Um, under pressure. Yeah. So apparently, uh, in order to form ice 7, you have to be at a pressure that is 10,000 times higher than that of the Earth's surface. That's a lot of pressures. But you can apparently get there if you go to another planet. And this is a big deal for like a uh, planet that might be covered in water, uh, where if it's under, for some reason, intense pressure, they're saying that it could actually expand. This ice seven can expand at a thousand miles per hour. That's a lot of miles per hour. 
So wait, this is like the end of Arma of uh, uh, what was that movie called? Where all of like North America froze in like a couple of hours. Uh, yeah, could be. It would be very similar. They're actually saying that it could basically turn an entire planet of water into ice in a matter of hours. Dope. So, if you want to cool something really fast, get yourself some Ice 7, apparently. But we'd have to be on a different planet. Or make it in a lab. So we need Ice 9. We need Ice 9. You're right. Did you say they did make this in a lab? Yeah, they did make this in a lab. Wow. How'd they get so much pressure in there without hurting their heads? <laughs> uh, they said that... Uh, where was it? <clears throat> I don't remember where they did it. But apparently they did it. So that's all you need to know. Good. Okay. So, and they're saying that apparently it would be for, uh, it's totally harmless on Earth. But if you're on one of Jupiter's moons like Europa, Mm -hmm. uh, that has an ocean, that it could definitely, it has the right conditions that you could totally freeze the entire planet in hours. By doing what? By having it uh, be under a little bit more pressure, I guess. Oh. So here's a question. I'm going to give it a thumbs up because I like freezing stuff. Hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm curious, why haven't we gone to Europa as an opportunity for finding forms of life? Because there's water there. Uh, probably because it's really far away. Yeah. And is it too cold Wait. to sustain life? Nobody knows. I don't know. Because you think about it, if it does water freeze at different temperatures on Europa? Because if not, oh, it does because of the pressure? Yes, and the atmosphere. Uh, So So it is 390 million miles to Europa. So that might be why we've never been there. It's a piece of cake. Usain Bolt. We'll get there right right away. Hmm. I wonder how long <laughs> you just was... saying Steve Holt again, but instead Usain Bolt. <laughs> Steve Bolt. Okay. Using current rocket technology, it would take about five years to get to Europa in a flyby maneuver, or ten years if you wanted to get into an orbit. You, Europa's surface temperature averaged about 110. Kelvin or negative 260 degrees Fahrenheit. It's 110 above absolute zero. <laughs> but Wait, negative 200 and what Fahrenheit? Negative 260. That doesn't seem that cold. Yeah, you'd think it'd be colder. But I'm also surprised that it has an ocean that hasn't already frozen. <laughs> well, I mean, isn't liquid nitrogen like about that cold liquid nitrogen is colder than that. That's negative three hundred and twenty. Hmm. And that's still liquid. So, I mean, why wouldn't it have an ocean that could not be frozen? I guess I was assuming the ocean was made out of water, but it could be an ocean out of lava. Maybe that's why it hasn't frozen. 
That, that's got to be it. Perfect. Well, now we know. I mean, I bet we could get there faster, though, if we could ride a stream of this frozen ice from the Earth there at a like thousand. Silver miles. Surfer. Like the Silver Surfer. Got it. Yeah. I'm going to thumbs up that idea. <laughs> uh, I'm going to thumbs up because I think it would be cool to make my stuff colder faster. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> A unanimous decision from not, the council. Sounds cool. The council well, has you, cast its votes. If you thought that moving that fast was pretty cool, what about a plane that flies with no moving parts? I don't get it. I saw this the other day. You I liked it. it. So this is a electric aircraft that oh. is ion powered. Oh. Why did I see this? I don't read the show notes. <laughs> Forty thousand volts. Yeah, so it's a sixteen foot wide plane. They apparently flew it across a gym. Mm -hmm. And How fast uh how does that go? Uh probably not very fast. Not very. It's like a like a paper airplane. Like a weak paper airplane. So the thing is that like you said, it, it operated, it flew uh with forty thousand volts of power. So they're talking about this thing could, has been theoretically possible for years, but nobody can figure out how to put that much power into a power supply and then also strap it to the aircraft. Huh. What did they oh, use for the power supply? They powered it with... Um, oh, They used charging wires. So they had, a, I'm assuming, a um, giant power supply in the room, and they just had the wires dangling from the aircraft. I don't know. You can watch the video. I'm watching it right now. Hmm. Uh, I think you, this thing's you, pretty sweet. Uh, how do you, how do you tell it's not just gliding? <laughs> That's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a ruse. <laughs> I mean, it, it looks pretty hard to discern that just from the video. We've accomplished flight. Look, we catapult this thing in the air. And then ions move it a little bit farther. I mean, it it kind of looks like it's moving in a couple of the later video, later shots, like know. around three minutes. But it's definitely, I don't know. There's one at like two fifty eight of the video that looks like it's kind of, kind of moving pretty well. Kind of doing something. It doesn't dip right away, so. I'd say that's a good sign. Oh, yeah, that one's pretty good. <clears throat> I mean, I think this is cool because you could have uh, you could have virtually silent air aircrafts at this point in time. Yep. They just won't go very fast. I mean, that's okay. Well, I mean, did you see that the thing in the beginning of the video, like at if you look at like seven seconds. Well, what if? Oh, dude, that thing would be awesome. Yeah. If it's using that technology, I doubt that it'd be silent, but it could go. It looks like it could go real fast, but I think it also has jets. 
Also, what if they just like strapped you when you're going to launch in this airplane, they strapped you into a giant slingshot and they shot you out really fast and then the engines took over? That that would make every ride horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) My other concern, though, is if it's operating at 40,000 volts, I mean, what happens when that thing shorts? Like, does everybody just get fried instantly inside the airplane? Kabloomers! Destruction! Destruction! Just touch it. See what happens. Lick it. Do you you have to lick it first? (laughs) 40,000 volts. That's a lot of volts. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. That might just hurt a little bit. You'll be fine. I think, uh, you know, haven't they been talking about ion engines for, like, spacecraft and space travel, though? Oh, out there? That would make perfect sense. Although I think it operates on a totally different principle. Outer space? Uh, The ion engines. Mm. This actually is making wind, I think, by pulling air across its wings versus, like, an ion engine, which is relying on uh, Newton's law of... Something or other. Something or another. Physics. No, definitely not thermodynamics. Hydra- hydraulics. For for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. That is his law that ion engines are operating on. Is that true in love stories? Yes. Perfect. I know how I'm going to write my next novel. Steve Holt. Thumbs up for, you know, people trying to do this, I guess. Thumbs uh, down for them only making a hang glider glide a little bit longer. I, I'm going to say thumbs down because I don't really want to get into an airplane that's 40,000 volts inside of it. Um, it'd probably be a lot more than that to carry a human being. <laughs> One billion volts. What, what, if you, what if it was powered by, like, lightning strikes? What if it could only fly during lightning storms? <laughs> <laughs> There's a pitch for Elon. Hear that, Elon? You're getting a bonus pitch tonight. <laughs> What's Matt's vote? Man, kind of a sideways to sort of, like, maybe gliding thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I just don't really know about that. We'll see how realistic it is. Yeah. Someday we'll all be flying around in cars like that. And we'll be like, man, remember when we were all like poo-pooing this? And then <laughs> that was wives, the best day of our lives. Then our wives will turn to us and go, "You just said poo-poo." <laughs> <laughs> and then they crash into each other. Yep. <clears throat> Speaking of 40,000 volts, what if you could charge your phone faster, but only if you used a specific charger? Would we need volts or amps for that? Uh, a little bit of both. Okay. Why not? Uh, this is uh, DRM for chargers. Google Pixel 3 apparently is locking their fast charging Qi, uh, the wireless charging, to certified chargers only. Hmm. Hmm. So apparently the new Pixel 3 supports wireless charging using the Qi standard. And there are certainly some, you can you can apparently buy Qi uh, devices that charge at 5 watts, 10 watts, and up to 15 watts, it kind of sounds like. Hmm. 
um, to charge a little bit faster. And apparently the uh, the Google Pixel stuff does not, if you buy a wireless charger from them, it charges at a higher rate. If you buy a wireless charger from a third party, it does not charge at a higher rate, even though their wattage outputs apparently is the same. Proprietary stuff. I don't know. Seems like a smart business choice. It's been working for Apple for the last 20 years. <laughs> I mean, does this matter to anybody? I mean, do, do people care about this stuff anymore? Or is, I mean, I think, first of all, wireless charging is, is obviously slower to begin with than just plugging your phone in. So yeah. are people upset that the wireless doesn't work? Or I mean, I wouldn't. It's not something that appeals to me. I charge my phone overnight. I use it during the day. If I'm doing something long on my, like if I'm going to watch a movie on my phone, I'll plug it into a power bank and that's not going to help me with wireless charging. So it's not something that I would use, but as far as what they're doing with it, I mean, as far as them like announcing that or like being transparent, I think it's good that they're like, yeah, you can go buy those other things, but they're not going to work as good as our things are. So good luck. I think that's I think that's fine from a business standpoint. It'd be one thing if like six months from now people are like, Hey, we just found out that it's not charging as fast. And you're like, oh no. Scandal. That's my two cents. Hmm. Interesting. I think like Apple that this is probably not a good decision. I think eventually honestly I think Apple is eventually gonna have to come around and make well they did with their new iPad Pros. Uh, adopt some some standard for how we charge our devices. It's USB-C now? Yeah, the new iPad Pro is. Interesting. Yeah, I've been saying for a long time, Apple would have been smart if they had made a connector. So what if they're lightning? Get this. Lightning connector. Yeah. Here's my pitch for them. Okay. <laughs> their lightning connector was in the exact same shape as a USB-C cable, yeah, port, plug, whatever, so that like if but uh, and then they had the pin set up so that you could plug in a USB cable, USB-C cable, and still get the charging capability. But if you wanted to plug it in to do like your, uh, the way that they get you is if they wanted to plug it into like a computer to do USB, or maybe you want to do your like your HomePod stuff or whatever the hell else you plug shit into with Apple devices you have to buy their special power plug because it's got all, whatever it is, 15 pins or something like that. So you could still charge it with a USB-C. But if you want to do all the apple things, you have to have the apple cable. The apple thing. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it, would, it would certainly be nicer for consumers. Well, yeah, it would open the door to more people wanting to, to use it. But I don't know that, I mean, I very few people do I know who say, um, that was a great sentence, Silas. Very few <laughs> people do I know who say, um, oh, I don't even know what the hell I was saying. You know what? Scratch it. doesn't matter. Oh, I was saying that the, uh, that people don't go, Oh, I'm not going to buy that phone because I have to buy that special charger. They say, I don't want to buy that phone because I don't like that phone or computer yeah. or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying that it would be cons I'm not saying that it would drive somebody to buy a different phone per se, 
But I mean, how many times have you been around somewhere where people have iPhones and they're like, oh, does somebody have a lightning cable? And everyone's like, no, nope, just got USB <laughs> or something like that because nobody yeah. else has an iPhone. Wouldn't it be nice if you could just be like, oh, no problem. Just plug it in and away you go and you can still charge. Right. Yeah. I mean, that that would be. But then it but then you're like, oh, well, I left my charger at home. I guess now I have to go buy another one from Apple. So <laughs> it would make poor business choice, I guess. I mean, yeah, App, Apple wouldn't be happy about it. But I mean, the rest of the community would be so. Yeah, I don't know. Good. I, I say good on Google. Follow in, in Apple's footsteps and you'll never have any problems. Ever. It'll make you a trillion dollar company. I, I'm going to vote thumbs down on this because <laughs> I've, I've used I've used proprietary charger in the past. My current phone has a proprietary charging standard for quick charge. And although I like it and I really don't want to lose it, uh, it's kind of annoying that it doesn't work everywhere and with every device and every charger. Yep. Get it. Matthew? What? He already thumbs voted. Just, I, already oh, voted. I missed it. Thumbs down that shit. He had nothing more to say about it. Get, it out, get that out of here. <laughs> well, if you can't charge fast, you might at least be able to computer fast. Ooh. Because the U.S. now has the two fastest supercomputers in the world. For, long, for how long? I don't know. Probably until tomorrow. I assume they're at Oak Ridge. <laughs> um, these are... Actually, I didn't read where they were installed. Whoa. Uh, Bet you could play some awesome rocket dogs on that. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't play Rocket League at all on that. Um, it, you know what? This article doesn't say where they got installed, but they are apparently two new computers, Summit and Sierra, uh from oh. ibm oh they're built by ibm yep wow. they apparently can perform 122.3 petaflops per second i don't even, i don't even know like i have no context where were we five years ago i don't know i'm One looking at the fastest supercomputer and there's probably gonna be a wiki page for it i'm sure and... there is fuck you wiki <laughs> <laughs> I can say that I donated. Everybody donate to Wikipedia. I should. I should donate to the site things. I use the most. So, supercomputer in June 2016. Here we go, top 500. Uh, so in still 2013, yeah, Summit and Sierra on here. In 2013, we were at 33.86 petaflops. And we've gone up to 143. We are now up to 122. If you go back 10 years, we were at 1.026 petaflops. So it was IBM, IBM, and then the, I knew I knew the one was in China. Yep the the number six China. in 2016 it was Sunway Taihu Light and in then China. You've got Cray who did Trinity, and I'm not even gonna try to say it. But yeah, the uh, IBM Summit is at Oak Ridge. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It, um, what does it do? 
Uh, it does it know. fast. Simula I know that. Simulations, for the most part, is what they do with them. So it's got... Uh, I, I think this is pretty impressive. It's got you can, one point... Iowa State just put a new one in. Nothing near this. Yeah, they but did. You can, and as a student there, you can like bid to do jobs on them and stuff, or like get. Uh... <laughs> oh, holy shit! I didn't read the rest of this article. So it went up from one twenty-two. It now has some upgrades. It's now operating at one hundred and forty-three and a half petaflops. Yeah, that's what the Wikipedia claimed. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome. How many processors was that? Did it say in here? Well, it doesn't. This one doesn't say what the summit has, but Sierra has apparently 1.6 million processor cores. Oh, to <laughs> summit's 2.4 million. It has 2.4 million cores. Yep. How many physical CPUs? And on top of that, it has both supercomputers run on similar specs: IBM Power9 processors with NVIDIA Tesla V100 accelerator chips. Summit. The it was 143 and a half on Winpack. The Nvidia Tesla V100. The third most energy efficient in the world. The first supercomputer to reach exaop. So what are they like using it to figure out where the number pi ends? No. I'm assuming they're using it to determine when uh, North Korea is going to strike or something. <laughs> Doesn't seem nearly as important as Pi. <laughs> well, that's pretty cool. Um, I, I would be interested, though, to see... It's with civilian scientific research. I, I, I would be curious. I would be curious, though, to Ooh. hook it up that much processing power to something like Premiere Pro, which I work in every single day. Just and, run CPU benchmark on it. Yeah, and be like, um, yep, I'm still disappointed. It's not fast enough, is, pro is like what I imagine I would say. Each I would look node, at him and go, eh. Each node has over 600. I don't know how to say this. It's G-I-B, what is yeah. it? Gigibytes or something like that? I don't know uh, how to say that either. Of coherent, of coherent memory, which is addressable by all CPUs and GPUs, plus 800 gigabytes of non-volatile RAM that can be used <laughs> as a burst buffer or as extended memory. The Power 9 CPUs and Volta GPUs are connected using NVIDIA's high-speed NVLink. This allows for a heterogeneous computing model. To provide a high rate of data throughput, the nodes will be connected in a non-blocking fat tree topology using a dual-rail Mellanox, Melano, Mellanox, EDR, InfiniBand interconnect for both storage and inter-process communications traffic, which delivers both 200 gigabits per second bandwidth between nodes and in-network computing acceleration for communications frameworks such as MPI and whatever this other thing is. Yeah, so I like the, the so the use is Summit is tasked with civilian research. Sierra, which is a slightly smaller one, is designed for nuclear weapons simulations. Mm -hmm. And Summit is estimated to cover the space of two basketball courts and requires 136 miles of cabling. Which one did you say Summit was used for? The Summit's used for civilian research. Gotcha. They're saying mostly used for cosmology, medicine, and climatology. It has 9,216 Power 9 22-core CPUs 
and 27,648 NVIDIA Tesla V100 GPUs. It only uses 13 megawatts of power to run. Yeah, I see that. It's in storage is 250 petabytes, and speed is petaflops. 250 petabytes. That is... I have on my NAS at home 13 terabytes. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's that's incredible. Yeah, well, I have uh, Dropbox Unlimited, so that's infinity <laughs> storage. Infinity? Suck it. They are 19,231 of my NASAs. <laughs> <laughs> how many? 19,231 is how many of my storage setups at oh home gosh. it would take to equal the storage of what this thing has. That's amazing. Yeah, supercomputing stuff is friggin' sweet. I, I, this is a thumbs up for me, man. That's awesome. Always Good job it. on being number one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it um, a thumbs down until I see how it benchmarks on Premiere Pro. <laughs> can, it, can it run Doom? <laughs> see those Pro benchmarks. Great. Uh, well, get, get right on it. I'm sure they'll sell you some processing time to try that, too. I'm sure. Oh, my I'm God. Sure I saw this next For one. so much. Uh, all right, so uh, that that wraps up kind of the uh, technology portion of tonight's council cast. Mm-hmm. And we'll move into our other random weird shit. And tonight is Matt's recommendation of a <laughs> gender reveal party gone wrong. Oh, was, I recommended that. Was that last week? That was last week. Uh, Do you want to speak to it? Only that it's stupid. <laughs> so... So for for everybody who doesn't know what this is, is that uh, back in 2017, there was a fire in California. As would tend to happen. That, that tends to happen. Or I guess it started in Arizona, probably. Uh, and it uh, was known as the Sawmill Fire. Apparently it started because uh, a guy, you know, you guys have done the, uh, you've seen the gender reveal parties, people... Yeah. You know, they they shoot guns at a target. It kind of. I had literally threw... never heard of this, or seen of this until this video. Really? Like yeah. usually they do it with balloons, or they'll have like smoke, or they kind of just like uncover something of the color of whatever the baby is going to be, blue or blue or pink. And so it's gotten it's it's escalated, and uh, people are now doing uh, these targets. You know, you can shoot the tannonite targets, and they kind of explode, and they look pretty, and they're getting them filled with uh, powder for the baby. Yeah. So the tan- if you don't know, tannonite burns really tannerite? fucking hot. Yes. Yeah, tannonite, yeah. And uh, this guy thought that it would be a cool thing to go ahead and just, you know, shoot this target out in the middle of, uh, I'm assuming, a very dry field of grass. Hmm. And uh, not only was it just some random dude, but it was a border patrol agent, <laughs> which is just that much. Oh my goodness! Yeah. And uh, when he shot it and it exploded, it started the entire area on fire. It's so dumb. It burned forty-five thousand acres of land and caused more than eight million dollars in damage. So is he in debt to the country for the rest of his life? He is in jail. <laughs> Oh, well, you know. 
He is in jail. <laughs> That's one thing that can be done. He apparently was in court, I think, like a week, couple weeks ago for it. So um, That's why it's in the news. That's why it was in the news now, even though it happened uh, over a year ago. Wow. He is apparently still a Border Patrol agent, though. <laughs> and how old's his baby? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, the, the, the real question is, what was the baby's gender? Yeah, nobody. Orange. <laughs> uh, yeah, easy thumbs down on that one. You done fucked up, guy. <laughs> <laughs> thumbs down. Nice one. Uh anyway, if you if you don't want to if you don't want to burn things up, maybe you want to hear about sea monsters. Yes. So apparently, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that this is a real thing, but uh, geologists are now saying that there is a sea monster off the coast of Madagascar. Yes. Oh, I mean, this is pretty much all but confirmed at this point in time. All uh, but confirmed. All but confirmed. <laughs> oh my god. Um, apparently, though, off the coast of Mozambique and Madagascar, there is a small island called Mayotte. I'm assuming that's how that is said. Marriott, yeah. And uh, apparently some scientists heard some seismic activity that lasted about 30 minutes. The sea monster has a bellyache? And it was heard over <laughs> the world. <laughs> And they're saying it was so long that it couldn't have been just a regular earthquake type of thing. So I'm pretty sure it's just a sea monster. Oh. It's Nessie. Nessie escaped Loch Ness. Whoa. Something <laughs> big. It says. <laughs> it's strangely slow since seismic rumbling around the surface of it's much like, of the oh, planet yesterday. Was, did, it, was, did that happen on Taco Tuesday night? <laughs> no, it was on a Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it was after the sea monster ate Chipotle. <laughs> Indigestion. Heard around the world. You should have taken some Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get some Chipotle. Isn't that Cartman <laughs> that did that in South Park? Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought. Uh, I I mean I'm I'm pretty sure there's there's got to be a sea monster out, out there. It's it's official. Thumbs up. Thumbs hey, up for sea monsters. Thumbs up, sea monster. Uh, That's pretty. Um, you know I'm I'm uh I'm glad that it's all but confirmed. That that gives me a lot of hope. It's just all but confirmed. <laughs> They're just waiting for somebody to put a bow on it. <laughs> Gotta crunch those numbers in the supercomputer and we'll have your answer soon. <laughs> well, if, if you want to find out what the sea monster's name is, you could probably follow us on our new Twitter account. Yes, you can. At Real Councilcast for everybody who is interested. <laughs> yeah, I want to just share this link with uh, you guys so you can, because I don't, Matt, I don't think you've checked it out. Dude, I have not. I mean, Blaine told me what was on it. Blaine, I don't even think you've looked at it yet. Have I you? looked at it. Oh, I you did? For the show. Oh, yeah. Old enough. We are legit. <laughs> <laughs> so for our... Yeah, I'll like. just... <laughs> yes. And retweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, here, let me just share my screen so that the people who are watching at home 
watch out. They might steal your driver's license photo. I know. I'm very concerned about that. So here is the what council cast. everyone can see on the council cast. This is us. This is our... We have so many people that we're not following now. We have so many tweets that have not happened. <laughs> but at, I think that we should just start tweeting at Elon Musk our pitches. We definitely should not. At 240 characters. <laughs> well, if you, want to find out, yeah. if you want to find out more about the Council Cast, you can follow us on the Twitter at Real Council Cast. And get, get excited. And if you've got any suggestions for us, you can, you can tweet at us, too. And we may take you seriously. We might see it. We might not. You never know. We check it all the time. I just I can't believe anybody would uh, spend any other time listening to this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's well, that. Like, what do we got? Let me pull this up here. Council cast. Does it, yeah, it's, a, it's totally... There was only one watching now, and it was me. It's me. Dang it. I'm still watching. (laughs) Silas is trying to buff our numbers. (laughs) Somebody watch for an entire episode. I have have it open on two browser windows. (laughs) Double the listeners. Wow. We're going to get sponsors real fast. Yes. Well, I think uh, we'll wrap up tonight with our Elon Musk pitches. Love it. Silas, why don't you kick us off? At Elon Musk. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> um, so my pitch is, I started to say this earlier, and then before the show started, I was cut off. I was said, no, save it till the end. And Matt has an electric car. Well, it's a hybrid electric gas thing. And what I'm thinking is, if he has a battery in his back seat or in the trunk that has cable wrapped around to plug into the charging station. <laughs> I like how this is hooked up. And he plugs wires. I don't know how I don't know how the mechanics of it work, but I know that he, he <laughs> plugs wires into it that are connected to those like little miniature stationary bike pedals that sit on the ground. And so you have all the passenger seats and each of them is pedaling basically like Flintstone style, powering the battery that's powering the car. You can drive for ever. That's my pitch. Elon put bicycle pieces in your Teslas. I I honestly thought this was going to be take your battery, put it in the back seat, plug it into the, cigarette lighter port of your car to keep it charged and then just run the power out to the car to drive the car. You know, that's that's uh that's pretty smart though. I you know what I'm tempted to change my my idea to that. I, I'm I'm voting down because I don't want to work when I'm like when I'm driving. Oh no you're not it's the passengers. <laughs> so people oh. aren't gonna be calling shotgun they're gonna be calling driver no job how, how how am I supposed to drive around if it's just me then? How is my car supposed to stay charged? Um, you could power the the 
you could power it with um, a fan or something. I could power my bicycle pedals with a fan. Yeah, you just plug it into the outlet <laughs> to power the fan. Why? Then, why wouldn't I just put the pedals? The, why wouldn't I just put the fan on top of my car, pointing backwards to push my car? Good point. <laughs> you know, you you've kind of hijacked my my pitch. So I'm just gonna say, dear. Elon at Elon Musk. I really hope you're not actually tweeting at him. <laughs> um, let's see. Make sure you tweet at the real Donald too. Jesus. Pitch idea number one: battery in back of Tesla. In back of what? Tesla. In back of Tesla, powered by. Cigarette bicycle lighter. Pedal. Bicycle. I, I, I like the bicycle pedal idea. Pedals. I'll give you some credit for that. Flintstone style. In passenger. You know, he, if he could make it so that... Oh, what if he had like an attachment for Equals car seats? Car drives forever. <laughs> so like when you're driving around with your kids... And your kids are being real annoying. You just tell them to keep pedaling the car, and it wears them out, and they just go to sleep. Yeah. Oh man, that's such a great idea. I like it. Right. Th th thumbs up to the kids' seats powering the car. I'll give you that. I like Thank it you. now that it's somebody else powering it. Yep. Oh yes. Week my first week with thumbs up. I like it. All right, Matt. What's what do you got? What do you got for Elon? Nothing. Pitch idea number two. Nothing. <laughs> Thought of nothing. Um, Matt's is create ideas for Matt to use. <laughs> <laughs> I give that a thumbs up because then you would actually have an idea. <laughs> yeah, I'm really not good on uh, coming up with pitches. All you got to do is solve any any problem you have today. What did you have a problem with today, Matt? To be honest, it doesn't even have no, to be a problem. I don't it think can you do like. fix them. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's We just pitch him ideas to fix our problems. We don't know if he can do it or not. Oh. But if he, if he does, then we can claim credit. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. Whatever. Bump a bump a buzz kill. I'm gonna, right. I'm gonna be put on the put on the uh, reserve list for council cast. Um pitch idea. Um pitch idea number two. A pitch idea generator. Oh, there you go. Pitch idea generator. Oh, I could make one of those. Those already exist. Um Makes you money when you sleep. Got it. Okay. Great idea, Matt. All right. Thumbs up to that. Nice job. Yeah, thanks. Nice, nice one. Uh, all right. So for, for my for my pitch, this this was a real this was a real struggle. So last weekend I was at a concert and you're in uh you know, if you guys have been to a concert or been to anything where you've got like stadium seating basically 
you know, you've got people trying to get in and out of your seats and like, there's not really enough room for somebody to walk there. And so you're standing up, they're trying to walk by, you guys are like touching butt to butt or front to butt or, or Ugh. front to front, I guess, if you're cool like that. Um, now, you question know, of etiquette. Will... Do I give you the uh, ass or the crotch? Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe they drop their beer on you. Maybe it's an ice cream cone. I don't know. Anyway, and it's and it's just distracting all around. It's distracting for you. It's distracting for the people who are performing. It's it's just terrible. Yeah. So yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> so here here's my pitch: is that uh, when when you're at a show or a concert or or anything that really has you know this this fold up style stadium seating that's terrible to get in and out of, uh, you have a seat where every individual seat can actually is on its own elevator and it can lower down below the stadium seating so you can get in and out of your chair without distracting everybody else. And you want to go go up and watch the event, you sit in your chair and go ride your seat up. You want to leave in the middle of it, you go you ride your seat down. You don't bother anybody. You don't bother you don't bother the actors or the performers. You don't bother the people next to you. It's just like all of a sudden you're gone and then you come back. Do you ever watch The Office? No. On The Office one time, um, Michael Scott's boss um, ends up getting fired because the company goes under and he's at home doing nothing. And Michael Scott is upset with the new owners. So he goes over to david wallace's house his old boss to like he's like david wallace always had an answer so he shows up he's like david wallace what what would you do and he's like i don't know man that sounds like a lot and his wife is like have you done anything today and he's like um michael's here i'm doing that right now (laughs) he's like done nothing with his life anyway michael's like what um so what what should we do and he's like i don't know but hey let me tell you about this new product that we're working on it's called suck it and he's like, okay. And he's like, yeah, it's, um, it like picks up kids' toys, you know, drumsticks, shoes, basketballs, whatever, you know, and it goes, Voop, and, it, and it picks it up. It's called Suck It. It's like a vacuum cleaner, right? Yeah. He, yeah. And he goes, Michael goes, wait, so the, the kid's making the noise when he picks up the toy? And he's like, no, that's, it's the, that's, it, it's the Suck It. Voop. <laughs> anyway, your, your elevator noise reminded me of, of Suck It. All right. Perfect. Thumbs up. So I have here for, for Elon. And down for the elevator. <laughs> nice. Which ideas? Stadium seating elevator tube. <laughs> I mean, it'd be Number even better one. if you could like connect the stadium seat to your house with a Hyperloop so that you want to go to the show. You just hop in your Hyperloop seat and you just pop up in the show. That way, if you got to go to the bathroom in the middle of it, you just go down, you show back up at your house, you take a crap, get back in, back at the show. <laughs> Hyperloop, all one word? Yes. Hmm. I'll, I'll call that a stretch idea. He doesn't have to implement that, but, but if he can. It's not even a stretch goal, it's a stretch idea. Amazing. Elevator stadium seats, so you don't have to walk in front of people at events. Could connect to Hyperloop. Perfect. <laughs> I need to cut down 11 characters, but I'll figure it out here. It's ridiculous. Just just shorten words. So that, like, emoji. You, 
taste oh, palette. Good idea. Now. Use the elevator emoji. Just put a giant GIF in there. Very in Tesla. Yeah. All right. I think with that, we're going to call this meeting adjourned. We want to thank you all for listening. If you'd like to watch us live, we record this podcast live on Tuesday nights on YouTube at uh, sometime around 8 o'clock. And you can figure out whatever the time it is in your time zone. <laughs> you got to tell them our time zone. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to figure that out first. <laughs> 8 Central. 8 Central of what country? The United States. Here, All somebody right. go proof that really fast before Elon wakes up and reads it. I think he's still awake. It's nine fifty. He's not. He's nocturnal. He's not awake yet. <laughs> if you want to check out all of the past episodes of the Councilcast, you can go to councilcast.org or find all the audio files on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Yep. If you have a topic that you'd like our decision on, you can email us at councilcast at gmail.com or connect on Twitter at Real Councilcast. Yes. <laughs> finally. And uh, you can finally do that after weeks of being absent. So thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.